Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, where I learn how to be an overcomer. The, uh, the Word of God feeds your spirit, your inner man, just like food in the natural feeds your body. And you need it to survive. You need it for strength and for health. And uh, not just, now, not everything that people preach is the Word of God. There's a lot of uh, tradition that's preached. There's a lot of men's ideas. And if you don't know the Word, you won't know whether somebody's preaching the Word or not. So let me encourage you to read your scriptures on a regular basis and feed. You want to check out everybody, myself included. You want to check us out by the book. Every, everything you hear somebody say, every preacher say. I don't care who they claim to be, you know, prophet, apostle, who they may uh, purport to be. Check out everything they say by the book. Amen. And if it doesn't align with that, don't accept it. Don't agree with it. No matter what somebody said, I had a vision, I had a dream, I had a visitation. Well, uh, it could be that they did, but it doesn't mean it was from God. Mm -hmm. People experience spiritual experiences that are not God. And one of the enemy's favorite things is to transform, him, transform himself into or like an angel of light, the scripture says. His favorite thing is to do things and say it was God, or to try to fool you that it's God. And how can you tell the difference? Well, when Jesus was subjected to severe temptation, 40 days and 40 nights, how did he combat it? How did he know what to do and what not to do, what to yield to and what to resist? What was his response every time? Every time. It is written. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Does that mean you need to know what is written or you can't say it is written? So let's pray and, and, and receive more of that today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, reaching out, asking you, show us what is written. Reveal to us what is written in the Holy Scriptures. Open our eyes and ears and heart to understand it. Open it up to us. And quicken us by it, we ask in Jesus' name. And we thank you in advance for the wonderful things it will do in us, for us, and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go please again to 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. 1 Corinthians 10, we've been looking at our series, Overcoming Unbelief. And here in 1 Corinthians 10, he exhorts us about that first generation that came out under Moses' leadership from Egyptian bondage. Verse 5 says, With many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. That was not God's plan for them, and it didn't please Him. 
These things, verse 6 says, were our examples, for examples for us, to the intent, in verse 7, 8, 9, 10, of things we should not do. He's saying, don't do what they did, the things that cost them the blessing and plan of God. Verse 10, don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, all these things happen to them for in samples or types or examples. They're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Ignorance is not a good thing about not knowing what happened to them and not caring and saying, ah, it's all Old Testament. That don't apply to us, what have you. That makes you easier to deceive. It makes you vulnerable. When the New Testament tells you, you need to know this in the other scriptures, what should you do? Well, come to faith school. Is that right? And let's go back and let's camp on these things until we get it. Amen. Go back to Numbers uh, 16. So that's what we've been doing for a number of weeks now. And you can go online to faithschool.org and catch up on the previous lessons because we, we have a lot of them already that we've gone through. And we've taken event by event, and there are some 15 major events that happened with them where they could have, should have trusted God, but they didn't. They yielded to unbelief. And we're up to event number 12 that we're calling um, Aaron's Rod. Now in Numbers um, 16 and verse 41, after what happened with Korah's rebellion, the, on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. And we said murmuring is, it is grumbling, it is complaining, it's also blaming. And see, they're murmuring against somebody. So they're blaming Moses and Aaron. They said, you killed the people of the Lord. It wasn't true. The people that were destroyed, they did that to themselves. The scripture says previously, they, these sinners against their own souls is how the Lord said it. They did it to themselves. And we talked about how in Proverbs it says when a, a person, you know, their foolishness perverts their way and then their heart frets against the Lord. That's dishonesty is what that is. When you're the one that messed up your life and then you try to make out like it was somehow God's plan and will, that's dishonest. It's also slanderous, accusing our good God of causing your problems. Don't do that. If you have, repent for that. Make a change. Uh, but in chapter 17, the Lord spoke then to Moses after they had uh, murmured against them again for the nth time. And told him, take a rod for every house and every tribe and write the names on it, Aaron included, and lay them up, verse 4, before the tabernacle of the congregation of the testimony. And it will come to pass that the man's rod whom I will choose shall blossom. They weren't respecting God's choice. You know, the New Testament uses language like, obey them that have the rule over you. Hebrew says. Well, that's New Testament. Who has the rule over you spiritually? If you can't answer a single name, how far from this are you? 
of, of being disrespectful and, and acting like God doesn't choose. We're all equal. It doesn't make any difference. That's exactly what Korah said. That's exactly what these guys were saying in chapter 16. And God went to great links and manifested power to say, hey, I did make a choice. <laughs> I chose this from among you. And to silence, like he said, this murmuring. Uh, he said, verse 5, It'll come to pass that the man's rod whom I shall choose shall blossom, and I'll make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. So this whole miracle and sign was to stop murmuring. God spoke unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave the rod, Verse 7, Moses laid up the rods before the Lord. Verse 8, it came to pass on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron, and the only, that's the only one it happened to, for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms and yielded almonds. And like we said before, no roots, no top, no soil, no water. No light overnight <laughs> from what we'd call a dead dry stick comes buds, blooms and blossoms and almonds on a stick. It was so special that God told Moses to put it inside the Ark of the Covenant for an enduring sign. And uh, as we said before, God has that. He has his ark. And I reckon one of these days we'll get to see it if we want to. And uh, if you get to look inside, you'll, you know some things you'll see already, right? <laughs> he, he brought out the rods and all the children of Israel, they looked and took every man his rod. And nobody else's rod had any buds <laughs> or blossoms. Or almonds. It was still just a stick like it was the day before. The Lord said to him, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token against the rebels, or the children of rebellion, the margin says, and you shall quite take away their murmurings from me that they die not. And Moses did so, as the Lord commanded, so did he. And the children of Israel spake to Moses, saying, Behold, we die. We perish. We all perish. They waxed poetic about it. Whoever comes anything near to the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Shall we be consumed with dying? Now, think about the setting concrete, I won't believe position of this. To see a sign like this with your very eyes. And your response is, we're all going to die. We're all, everybody's dying. You can't, you can't even get around the tabernacle. You'll die. We're all going to die. And what happened to them? They all died young and wrong, early and wrong, out in that desolate wilderness. Was it God's will for them? Did it please God? It did not please God. But according to what Hebrews 3.19 that we've read earlier, 
They could not get into the promised land because of what? Because of their unbelief. It kept, the unbelief kept them out. Not the giants. Not that they couldn't talk God into it. It was his idea for them to go in. Can you see why God keeps talking to us about this in the scriptures? Why? You can let yourself get into such a mindset that you are unpersuadable. Nobody can convince you of what should be obvious. And nobody can get you to stop being so negative and talking death. You see characteristics of unbelief. And two of the big ones here. Unbelief is a murmurer. And unbelief talks death. Death talk. And it's no accident. It's no I don't know, random chance thing that death is interwoven in all of secular media. Hmm? Uh, songs, movies, right? I mean, wh- why, why isn't it popular to say uh, it almost scared me alive? <laughs> Huh? Why is it? Why has that never become popular? Man, that scared me to life. Huh? <laughs> scared me so bad, I thought I was going to live. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, it hurt so bad, I thought I was going to live. No, no. See, in, in popular culture, poetry, songs, you know, you will hear death. Death, dying, death, dying, death, death, dying, all over the place. Why? The enemy wants to get it in your mouth. He wants to get death in your mouth because he knows if he can get you to talk in death, he'll have a legal access and right to effect stealing, killing, killing results in death, destroying results in death. Oh, but wise people, godly people, won't talk death. No matter how bad it is, they just will not. You, you can't make them. They treat it like the worst cuss words. See, they say, we're all going to die. We're going to die. When you could have seen, you could have seen that almonds uh, and buds and blossoms and went, you know, God is here, brother. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you heard about a miracle like that? Did you see that, that staff? And you know if God can do that, why can't he get us in the promised land? Huh? I mean, if God can do things like that, he obviously has mastery over the elements. Right? Over the ground and the trees and the sky and the air. That's who's with us. If he's with us, who can be against us? Right? Couldn't they have gone that way? They could have. Caleb and Joshua did go that way. Proven they could have under those circumstances. But it's not just that they couldn't believe. They wouldn't. They would not. You know, Thomas exhibited that a little bit. After the Lord, you know, was raised from the dead and some of the other disciples saw him and they came back and told. And Thomas said, I will not believe unless I can 
put my finger in that hole where that spike was in his hand. Until I, unless I can put my hand in where that spear came in his side, I will not believe. Do you hear that language? I will not believe. See, believing is a choice. And being that stubborn doesn't please the Lord. So when the Lord showed up and, uh, and they're standing there with their mouth open and, and he says, Thomas, come here. <laughs> Give me your hand. All right. Put your finger in there. Okay. Give me your hand. Put your hand right there. Okay. You feel that? He said, oh, Lord, my Lord and my God. He said, uh, now you believe. Because you've seen. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. The blessing is not on those who say, I won't believe. The blessing is on those who say, I haven't seen it. I haven't understood it. But if God said it, I believe it. You choose to believe ahead of time, ahead of seeing. That makes God smile about you. That pleases him. And, it, and, and when you understand it, it pleases you when people trust you. Bef- and, and when you've come through for them repeatedly, they, you know, they're not standing back, well, I just don't know what he might do, you know. Well, unless they said, you know, he will keep his word. I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll keep his word. You can trust what he says. Does that honor you? Does that bless you? Faith is one of the most honored things you can do for anybody. That you say, no, I, they are a person of such character and integrity and ability that if they told you they will do it, you can count on it. That's honoring. How much more God who cannot lie. Impossible for him to lie. He's never failed. He's never forsaken anybody and let them down when they were legitimately counting on him. Nobody, the scripture said, has ever trusted in him. And was made ashamed. Never happened. Never will. Is that right? Because he is the faithful God. Is that right? The faithful God. Who keeps covenant. Keeps his word. Somebody say I trust you Lord. I, I trust you Lord. I trust you. I trust you. So. Talking about this miracle. Don't you find that amazing? That something that was dead came alive without the usual requirements. If God could make a dead stick, no roots, no top, no ground, no water, no light, bud, blossom, bloom, almonds, overnight. He could do that with a dead stick. He could revive a dead kidney. Huh? A a liver that's partially dead. Mm -hmm. A heart that's been damaged. That's not working. Could he? Come on, could he? Yes, yes. All God's got to do is what he does, you know. (laughs) Touch it. uh, Quicken it. Make it come alive if you can believe. Amen. Class, any of you can believe? Can you say, I can believe? I can believe. I think we should pray a prayer. I think we should release faith and ask the Lord to quicken body parts that hadn't been working. Maybe they, they died. 
But God is the God of resurrection. Amen. Put your hand on your body. Everybody said out loud, Father God. Father God. I worship you. I worship you. You are my God. You are my God. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. And you, Lord, you, Lord, are my great physician. Are my great physician. My healer. My healer. My keeper. My keeper. My restorer. My restorer. Let your power. Let your power. Your life-giving power, your restoring power, come on me and come into me and work in me now. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now just keep your eyes focused on him for a moment. I'm going to speak to some things and you respond to it and you say it also. If you have an organ or you have a joint or you have something that hadn't been working or they said had died, we're going to speak to it right now and it can and will come alive. Say it out loud. Organs, organs. Be, quickened be quickened and come alive, come alive. and function, and function. Normally, normally and fully, and fully. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Organs, that's your, your heart, your lungs, your, your kidneys, your, your liver, your gallbladder, your, your intestines, your stomach, your esophagus, all these things, your brain, every part. Say it out loud. Be quickened. Be, quickened. Be, fully, alive. be fully alive and function normally and be sound and healthy in the name of Jesus. of Jesus. Now, if you had uh, a joint or uh, damage from some kind of injury or some kind of disease and some part of your body had died and it just hadn't been working anymore, flesh or bone, let's speak to that. Put your hands on somewhere. If it's a particular uh, spot or with you, put it on that spot and say, flesh, flesh. Be made, be made alive. Come alive. Come alive. Be, quickened be quickened in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Bone, Bone, joint, joint marrow, marrow, sinew, sinew muscle, muscle, skin, skin all, my flesh, all my flesh. Be made alive. Be, made alive. be, quickened, be quickened and made full of life. And be, and be cleansed and made sound and, made sound. and, healthy, and healthy and strong, and strong. In, the in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Expect, expect. If God could do it with a stick, right? A dry stick. He can certainly do with any part of your body. And in time to come, anything that hadn't been working right, partially dead or dead, put your hands on it and, or speak to it and use the name of Jesus and command it. And if you, if you think, well, I, I just don't know if I want to do that. Well, you're not ready to enjoy it yet, <laughs> to experience it yet. But don't be like that. Don't be slow these kind of things are demonstrated in the Word of God, and He says He's never changed, and He's no respecter of persons. What does that mean? 
He's still doing the same things today that he has always done, and he will do it for anybody that will do what they did and will believe. Amen. And that's you. Amen. We don't have doubters in faith school. Huh? Everybody in faith school is a full-blown believer. Amen. Yes. Right? Yes. People say, well, you're not one of them. Or you go, oh, yeah, yes. I'm fully one of them. Fully is that right? Amen. And you get to enjoy fully the results. The results, the miracles, the answered prayers. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and thank God. Say, thank, thank you, you Lord. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for granting our requests. Thank you, Lord, for confirming your word in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for affirming the use of Jesus' name with signs following. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole and healthy. We'll give you the glory. We'll give you the praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, as you see, body parts working where they weren't, don't just hide that. Tell, uh, tell it. Testify. You know, uh, give God the glory. It's also a key to you holding on to it and keeping it. Well, our time's up again. Say it like we do sometimes. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Well, we're all stirred up about the things of God, and that's how it should be, not just once in a while, but every day and night. Come back next time. We're going to get into more. We're growing from grace to grace, faith to faith, glory to glory. We'll see you soon back here in Faith Sure enjoyed being with you again this week. The Lord's helping us so much. At the end of the week, I always like to uh, uh, give thanks for you who are our partners and are involved with us, praying for us, believing with us, and sowing into us. And that gives us a right, Phyllis and myself and all our staff and people, to believe with you for your things. We were talking about how that God brought fruit out of what was essentially a dead stick. And Romans 4, 17 says, God quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. You got to watch about just being moved by what you see and going, well, that deal is dead and that investment is dead and that's gone. Well, God raises the dead. God quickens the dead. I want to pray over your finances and your investments and those things and let the Lord quicken you as to what can be salvaged and changed that you might have thought was gone forever. Father, I pray over our partners, quicken to them uh, your ability. And I speak over things that they should reap from and things that they should recover. I say, Satan, take your hands off of their things, their business, their investments, their financial and material involvements. Uh, holy angels, ministering spirits, go and work and cause those things to flourish. And we say to them, come alive. We call them profitable. We call them successful, even though they have seemed dead, because you are the God 
who quickens the dead. Hallelujah. I'm expecting it with you. We love you. We're hooked with you. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.